What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the show. Before we get into today's episode, I want to talk to you about our sponsor, Starstock. You've heard me talk about them in the past, and now the website has been launched for a few weeks, and it looks really, really great. One of the best parts about the site is the fact that you can just send the cards in and you don't have to worry about making any listings or taking any pictures. You just send the cards in and they basically do all the work for you, which is really awesome. Another great part about the company is actually their website. So I'm somebody that uses the internet pretty frequently, and one of my pet peeves is when the site doesn't optimize for mobile. So Starstock's site does do this when you're on mobile versus desktop, and it's super easy to navigate. Now you can go to the website and register as a seller right from the site. You don't have to do any contact. And soon I've heard they're going to be getting some graded cards up on the website as well. So you can go to starstock.com to check out that. And then you can also go follow them on Twitter and Instagram at Starstock Market. Now let's get into the show. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the show. My name is Adam. I am your host. So on today's episode, I'm going to be talking about something that some people like, something that some people hate. It is hype behind sports cards. Now, I don't have to sit here and tell you that the market has been absolutely on fire recently over the past, you know, I've been, I also, there was something interesting that I, I actually want to start the show with. So something that I always got this comment when I was first talking about sports cards, like when it was sort of newer, when there wasn't as many content people talking about sports cards, whether that was on TikTok or, oh, well, I guess for the majority TikTok, because everywhere else there's been tons of card people. So the one question, or the one thing that I always got was like, well, what happens if the economy collapses? And I still think there is a chance that it could collapse worse than it did, like, but we went through like a weird month two period like with this corona with the coronavirus where i'm not sure exactly what happened like i'm not sure why the card market didn't like plummet like it did go down and like i sold cards at the beginning of march and then i sold cards like last month and if i had just wait and sold now i would probably would have almost double the amount that I have now uh, in terms of money that I made, which, look, I've already talked about this. I'm fine with the money that I made on the cards that I bought because I bought them, and comparing to where I sold them to where I bought them, the percentage percentage of how much I made is, it, it, it was, it was, in some cases, it was like 10x what I bought the card for. So I'm, I guess I'm okay with selling the cards when I did, even though there's still a ton of value, and I think there's still a ton of value to go with a lot of these cards. But so the question that I always got was like, well, what happens when the economy collapses? And so this kind of goes to the question about the hype around cards in general. So the two, basically the two topics that I want to talk about on today's podcast that are hype-related, um, that I'm going to that I'm going to talk about. I just want to finish this point. So the the question that I got was like, oh, well, what happens when the economy collapses? Like, what's going to happen to sports cards? And everyone was, sports cards aren't an investment because when the economy collapses, the prices of sports cards are going to plummet. And we sort of did see a little bit of a, I'd call it a, it was definitely, there was definitely a little bit of a recession. And I don't think even, like, if you look at the stock market, I don't think the stock market really is, I think we're taught that the stock market is supposed to be a barometer on how, 
the economy is doing. And I think the stock market is way higher than what the economy actually is because there's still like a ton of people that are out of work. And like Florida just had to, they had to shut down liquor licenses. So like essentially bars have closed. They're not technically closed. They're still open. You just can't drink at the bars. And I don't know. It was weird to see people talk about that over the weekend actually and have them report on it sort of incorrectly because like, and at least from what I saw. From now, I may be incorrect because I read a couple different articles and they all said something different. So from, but the one thing that I saw a bunch of times was that Florida. What they did was they, uh, they, they they suspended the liquor licenses of all the bars within the state. So that doesn't mean the the restaurants are shut down. And people were saying the restaurants are shut down. So like I said, I don't think the stock market is necessarily. Um, a a correct way to assess how the actual people within the country are doing because the stock market is it's where it was and it's where it always has been so and that doesn't make much sense to be honest like based off of and it and it also could be perceptions of what I'm seeing like on the news so that also could be incorrect as well but the there was sort of a mini collapse in what the economy was and. Sports cars are still exactly where they were. So I don't know if we see something like I don't know what would have to happen for there to be some other sort of collapse. So I don't necessarily know based off of what happened. I don't like I don't know what would happen to sports cards like because it was sort of what everyone was saying would happen. Like with the mini recession, people were nervous and it didn't really go down. So I'm not necessarily sure what would happen. So like I said, the hype behind sports card right now, sports cards right now is larger than it ever has been and it's going to it's continuing to grow almost every single day. Like you're seeing ESPN tweet about the and actually so I'm just going to bring this right into the next point. So the there's an Andrew McCutcheon card in series 2 that uh a couple of people within the industry tweeted about the card and they had some actually fairly viral tweets considering uh following count on a lot on some of these accounts like Ryan Cracknell tweeted about it I think he had like 4000 likes or something like that and then Old Town Cards also uh tweeted about it and he had something in the same range I posted a TikTok and I posted it yesterday and right now that TikTok has like 12,000 views so like if you're if you're listening to this in the future obviously you are it's probably going to have more views and it's probably going to amass more views by the time maybe you take a look at it but it's Andrew McCutcheon card. It's been selling for like $300 on eBay. And like Andrew McCutcheon tweeted or posted about it on Instagram. Sports Nation posted about it on Instagram. ESPN posted about it on Instagram. It was all over the place. Um, and so one thing if you are newer into sports cards is to be wary when something like this happens. I wouldn't be buying this card. It's actually, it's the exact same thing that happened when the Shane Bieber error card came out. Because on the Shane Bieber card, Justin Bieber tweeted about it because it said Justin Bieber on the back of the card on accident instead of Shane Bieber. And the same exact thing happened where, I don't know what the price of that card is now, but I would say it's it can't be more. Like that card was selling for two $300. And it's the same thing that happened with this card. So like, it's crazy that, like, eventually, <laughs> eventually, I think sports cards are going to become pop culture. It's going to become, like, intertwined with culture. Like, it's going to become intertwined with cultures the same way that fantasy sports is intertwined with culture right now within sports. So, like, 
you're going to see ESPN and these places tweeting about or posting on Instagram, whatever, about these cards. And look at what just look at what a random base card like. Sure, it's it's a really awesome card. If I'm going to be completely honest here, it's an awesome card. But look at what them talking about this card did to the price of it. Just from them, like like it, like it's just a short printed base card from series from top series two. Look what happened when they talked about it. Like it's crazy. And like I said, I wouldn't. It's it's something that unfortunately at this point I wouldn't. Like if it was a twenty dollar card and it stayed at twenty dollars, it 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 may be something that I would add. Like, or if I were someone else, like for myself, I wouldn't add it because, like I've said in the past, a lot of the buying I'm doing is in is in anticipation is in anticipation of selling the cards in the future for more money. So, like this card, it's you're not it's not going to be three hundred dollars for very long. Like in a year from now, I think someone said that it'll probably be a five to ten dollar card. I I would agree with that. I would say that's probably a pretty accurate representation of where the card will be uh, down the road, with price wise at least. And it's it's just it's about the hype. Like you people you people see something that they haven't seen before. So like for someone who has no idea about sports cards, if they see ESPN tweet about this card, they're just like, that's really awesome. I'm gonna go buy it from eBay, and they may not even realize that like that card isn't worth $300. Like, and I think that's what's going to happen with some cards in the future where, and that also is, I think what does happen with some cards where you see like these, you see large jumps in some cards and you see these large jumps because I think what it is, it's people not, it's people that like have a ton of money. So they don't really care spending $300 on a card for somebody else. It's like spending $10 on a card. So like they look at that and they say, that's awesome. I want to get it $300, whatever. I'll just pay for it. But I do also think you are going to see, unfortunately, you're probably going to see some returns on these cards when in a month or two from now, they're like 150. I don't know. It's just, in my opinion, it's not something that I don't, it's not like something that is going to hold a lot of value. Granted, Andrew McCutcheon, you know, if something happens down the road where Andrew McCutcheon does something with this character that he did that he had when he wasn't playing that one day, like maybe there is something there. Maybe there's something there. Maybe I don't know. I don't think so. But you know, the hype around this card is somebody's. It's mostly probably people buying the card, not realizing that it's not actually worth three hundred dollars. You know, unfortunately. Now the other hype concept that I want to talk about is the. Uh, Jarrett Stidham, and I used to always call him Jarrett, and whenever I type in his name, I spell, I say Jarrett, but it's Jarrett Stidham, the Patriots quarterback, who all offseason was gonna be the, gonna be the Patriots quarterback. Uh, you know, got to the draft, the Patriots didn't draft quarterback. Uh, that's great. Patriots didn't sign anybody really in the early offseason, so he's gonna be the quarterback. His cards are in, in the 250 range for a PSA 10. And then the Patriots go and they sign Cam Newton. Now, I'm a Patriots fan, and I have no idea what they're doing. I have, I think the Cam Newton signing is phenomenal, but I have no idea if they're going to keep him or if this is going to be like a sign. And then for week one, they're like, no, we'll just we'll get rid of him. Like Tebow, they did they did that with Tebow. You know, they they've done this in the past where they've signed veteran players that were. MVP level, they signed like Chad Johnson, they've signed 
like Darrell Revis, but those two sides of the spectrum are very different. Like if Cam Newton comes in and he is like Darrell Revis, it will be one of the best signings they've had maybe ever maybe. Like if if the Patriots can come in with Cam Newton and they can go they can compete for a championship, I think that's better than what they could have done with Stidham to be honest. I think Stidham, I believe in him as a quarterback just because I've seen what Belichick has done with players like Garoppolo, Jacoby Brissett, uh, Matt Castle. I mean, even Brian Hoyer. Like, these are all players that have been quarterbacks here, and then they've gone and started other places. So, like, to say Stidham, and I mean, Brady, obviously, I, I think that goes without saying, but, like, to say Stidham is in the correct system for him to be developed, I would I 100% agree with that. Now, it's, it is strange that they waited so long to sign Cam Newton. Like, I'm not 100% sure of what their plan was there or why they did it this way and they didn't just sign him at the beginning of the offseason. It feels like it could be like a bait-and-switch where they, for whatever reason, they waited as long as they could to sign Newton because they wanted people to start getting ready for the season and potentially start getting ready for Stidham, which if you're getting ready for Stidham, you're... He only played in one game last year, and he the only accomplishment that he has in the NFL right now is he probably won a, a people a lot of money because of the he the Patriots were covering like a a plus fourteen spread or a minus fourteen spread against the Jets. I think they were winning by like sixteen or seventeen, and then he threw a pick six, and that flipped the script, and now the spread is going the other way. So that's only his that's his main accomplishment that he has right now. Uh, in the NFL, is he probably won some people money there, or he probably won maybe the Jets' defense. He got some people points there because he threw a pick six. But so, like Newton cards went from like one fifty to like two fifty, and I haven't seen any. I Stidham, I've still seen the cards sitting around two hundred, two fifty. But like, it's one thing that is. It's one reason why I get nerd. I wouldn't be buying any football for me because. The football quarterback, if you're, if I think at the point where you have to, I don't know if they're, hmm, how do I want to word this? I don't know where the margin is because, like, for a Patrick Mahomes or for like a Lamar Jackson, like, for you to say that those quarterbacks were going to go on to be what they were, that's pretty bold. And I'm not, I don't think I would have wanted to risk, which, granted, Lamar Jackson was like $40 going into last season. And I would say, I heard people in Boston were saying, like there, there's a, the Over Under 98.5 podcast, the Bankroll Boys, their uh, gambling, sports gambling guys in Boston. They were saying that they were going to take Lamar Jackson for MVP. So like I heard the rumblings that he was going to be that good. And I unfortunately didn't buy any of his cards because I think they maxed out at around 450 when you could have been buying them for 400 or 40. But I don't see the margin like for still for and at least now especially because like the past two years you saw two second year quarterbacks win the MVP and go absolutely insane. So I think for this year's example, it would be like a uh, it would be like a Kyler Murray. And I don't think unfortunately at this point Kyler Murray's. PSA 10 Prism cards are like in the 350 like 350 $400 range at least the last time I checked. So if you're buying Stidham like you're already paying 250 for Stidham like you're not paying $40 for Stidham. Like and that's the part for me where I want to stay away from 
rookie quarterbacks. And I would even say if you're going to spend the $350, $400, $500, I would just be buying like a a veteran superstar level quarterback rather than rather than buying Kyler Murray, which like granted if Kyler Murray goes on and becomes like an MVP, like I would say, I don't know. I'm not sure what could happen. Like they could be in the thousand dollar range, but they could also have the value baked in where it's like, if he goes on and wins MVP, they could just go from 350 to 500, which I would much rather take a smaller risk on a player like if you can find a player like a a rookie card for like 50 20 like it, it depends cuz you could probably find one for 25 you probably find one for 50 probably find one for 100 but in that range that's where i would be looking for an investment to make to be made where i think there's more of a jump because like if you're like i said if you're buying a kyler murray he may already have the value of an mvp in his cards because of what happened with Lamar Jackson and Patrick Mahomes. So, like a Stidham, who was projected to be the number, who was projected to be a starting quarterback all offseason, even though he hasn't started, he's, he hasn't started any games for the Patriots or meaningful games. I don't think he started. I don't think he started any games last year. So, like, I would even buy. I would even be buying Jimmy Garoppolo before I would be buying Jared Stidham. Jarrett Stidham. So I look at that situation and. Like I don't know if the value really changes for Stidham because I don't I don't think I think he still could be the starter for the Patriots this year or next year because Cam Newton might just not be good. Like he was hurt and that's why I think he wasn't good when he was playing last year. And I think he's been kind of like he's been strangely like not himself for for like a year or so. So I think he was hurt for a little bit of time there. So, like, he could still be hurt. Like, he could have maybe had, like, a career ender where, like, he just never comes back from the injury that he sustained for whatever reason. And, but, the, or he plays throughout the season and then Stidham has this year of development and the next year he's the starter. So, like, I don't, like, young 2019 quarterbacks are, I don't know. I would rather be buying someone like Gardner Minshew who is, you know, you you got to believe that the Jaguars believe in Gardner Minshew. The one issue may be that, like, they also believed in Blake Bortles. But at the same time, like, they traded away um, Nick Foles, who was, like, they just signed him to, like, a humongous contract. They just traded him away so that way Gardner Minshew could be the starter. So that's why I like a guy like Gardner Minshew more than I like a guy like Jared Stidham. But at the same time, like, the money that you're spending, you can find other... I wouldn't even... Well, so here's the thing. I wouldn't be buying football in the first place, so take that with a grain of salt. But, like, if you are buying football, you can probably find... I would be going long-term with a lot of the guys that you're looking to buy. Like, I would be looking into, like, an Aaron Rodgers or, like, a Brady or, like, a uh, Russell Wilson or, like, a... I mean, Patrick Mahomes. Like, I would be looking at these guys long-term and be buying that way instead of, like, buying expensive young quarterbacks that haven't even like Stidham at 250 just that doesn't even make any that do, that doesn't make any sense. So that's why like when there's hype behind these cards, I just try basically and avoid the hype by any means necessary. Like I'm always looking into other types of cards to buy and as soon as really like 
one card becomes more popular, I'll I'll just move on to the next one because like once a card becomes popular, I think it also becomes very volatile because the initial spike you'll see will I think there is a potential for returns, there's a potential for loss of investment when there's that initial spike because what people people will buy into hype and then what ends up happening is that the hype that they bought into dies down and the card goes down in value within a month. And then they're like, oh man, like I just bought this card for 300 where now it's 250 and I just lost $50 and they're, they're impatient and they expected it to go from 300 to 350 So they're going to sell the card. So, you know, that's where hype can get you in a little bit of trouble if you're buying into it. Now, I wouldn't, you know, like, like I said, that's, but that's just me. Like, because there are probably scenarios where, like, if you, after the third week, after week three, if you had bought Lamar Jackson at, like, $200, that card still went up to $400. So, that's another scenario where, like, you know, maybe buying into the hype was a good idea. You know, it's kind of, it's all for you to make the decision, but for me, buying into the hype is not something that I like doing. Um, so, that's why I usually try and avoid it most of the time. Um, that's everything that I got for this episode. Thank you all for listening. Thank you to our sponsor at Starstock Market, the star, starstock.com. Thank you for being our sponsor. Uh, follow me on Twitter, TikTok, Instagram, Here's for Sale. And if you want to leave a review on iTunes, that would be phenomenal. I would, phenomenal. I would really appreciate it. Thank you all for listening, and I'll see you in the next episode.